better health begins at Tidelands Health, dedicated to keeping the communities we serve healthy and active. That's why we're proud to present our podcast series, Better Health Radio, brought to you by Tidelands Health. Here's Bill Klaproth. As vaccines are important for children, they are just as important for adults, according to the CDC. Here to talk with us about adult immunization recommendations, such as the pneumonia shot and the shingles vaccine, is Dr. Grady Adkins of Tidelands Health. Dr. Adkins, thanks for your time. What are the main reasons an adult should get vaccinated? Well, like you mentioned, we um, you know, really push the vaccines in the children uh, to help prevent disease, um, and for you know, several of the vaccines to prevent uh, death. Uh, but then, you know, you're still exposed to disease uh, as an adult, and especially when you get to be a, a senior um, over age 65, you know, your immunity wanes, um, you're a little more susceptible to illnesses. And so it's important to um, either to uh, boost immunity to things you've been vaccinated for in the past, or in the case of um, shingles, and um, pneumonia vaccine, possibly get vaccines that you did not get uh, when you were a child. And at what age should you start thinking about getting a uh, shingles vaccine or the pneumonia shot? You want to think about getting the shingles vaccine starting at age 60. Um, and it's, it's a one shot. Um, for the pneumonia shot, for most adults, you're going to um, w- look at it at age 65. Uh, and there's actually two two different pneumonia shots. Uh, there's the PCV-13 and the PC, I'm sorry, the PPSV-23. Um, and you actually want to get both of them. Um, you want to space them out a year apart. Um, now, for some adults, uh, such as people with um, low immune systems from cancer or HIV or people who smoke or have decreased lung function, they actually want to get another um, of the PPSV or Pneumovac shots between age 20 and 65, and then once they're 65, get another one. So they actually would end up getting two of the Pneumovac shots and then one of the Prevnar. All right, so for shingles, age 60, and pneumonia, you just gave us some guidelines there, but mainly 65. What other immunizations are needed as an adult ages? Well, um, for instance, you want to get your tetanus shot every 10 years or so. and, you know, a lot of us have either kids or grandkids. So um, when you get the tetanus shot, you have the option of getting either the tetanus shot, which protects against uh, tetanus and diphtheria, or the Tdap shot, which also protects against pertussis or whooping cough. If you're going to be around small children, again, either your kids or grandkids, you really want to get that whooping cough protection, um, one, to protect yourself because you know, whooping cough is um, not something you want to catch, but more importantly, to protect, um, you know, the infants who, you know, they can't get that shot till they're a year old. So if you're around a newborn or, uh, you know, infant, then unless, if you're not protected against pertussis, then you can possibly catch it and then spread it to them. Okay, so that's uh, uh, good to know. Tetanus, yeah, tetanus every 10 years, and then obviously uh, two different strains are one for diphtheria and one for pertussis, and that makes total sense about the, the whooping cough, Dr. Adkins. Not only are you protecting yourself, but you're protecting against spreading it. Exactly. So the, the other one for the young adults, um, and we try and get this you know, to them when they're still teens, but also 
up until age 30 would be the uh, HPV or human papillomavirus um, vaccine, which protects against cervical cancer and anal cancer. And when should that shot be given for someone listening? What are the age ranges again for that? Um, for HPV, we try to get it to um, to our uh, you know our teenagers and our preteens starting at age nine, but um, it's a fairly new vaccine, so a lot of people you know they didn't get it when they were you know nine to eighteen, but we can give it up to age twenty seven, and that's a series of three shots over the course of about six months. So if someone is twenty five and listening and hasn't had that shot, would you recommend they go and get that shot? I would. Well, it just makes sense. If you have the opportunity still to get it, you know, why wouldn't you? So with these vaccines, we are talking about uh, the tetanus shot and the shingles and pneumonia shot. Are there any side effects associated with these? Um, The biggest side effect with any of these vaccines is going to be just, you know, local reaction. You are getting a shot. Your arm is going to be a little sore. Um, Sometimes you can run a low-grade fever. Um, Most of the vaccines are... They're not actual virus or bacteria. They are just a component of, like, the outer lining of the bacteria that's made, you know, separate from the actual bacteria itself. So you really can't catch pneumonia from the pneumonia shot or, um, you know, HPV from the HPV shot. Um, now, the shingle shot is a live attenuated vaccine, so you can occasionally get, like, a little blister at the injection site or like a small patch that looks like shingles, but it's not a full-blown case of the shingles. It's just like one little vesicle. So the side effects would be minor at best at that point. Very minor. And how long, and how long do these vaccinations last? I know you said tetanus every 10 years, so I imagine 10 years efficacy on that. What about the other two that we were talking about, and the HPV as well? Right. The HPV, um, again, we're not, we think it's lifelong immunity, um, but... It's a fairly new vaccine, so there may be, uh, you know, they may come out and say we need a booster down the road, but right now we believe it's lifelong. For uh, shingles, it is it's one shot after age 60, and that's it. Um, for pneumonia, um, it's usually just those two shots, and that's once you've had those, you're good. Uh, again, if you're in one of the special groups, the smokers, immunocompromised, uh, who needs to get a pneumonia shot between age 20 and 65, you know, we say get another one at 65, but again, that would be that would be it. There would not be a need for a pneumonia booster um, after age 65. Okay, and as an adult ages, uh, many times uh, that person would be on other medications too. If you are on medications, can you still get immunized? You can. Um, again, you want to keep the you want to separate the two pneumonia shots by about a year, and you want to separate the pneumonia and the shingle shot by six or eight weeks. Um, but, um, otherwise, um, unless you're undergoing like active treatment for cancer that has immunosuppressed, you can receive, um, these vaccines. And what about insurance? Does insurance generally pay for these vaccinations? Generally it does. Uh, again, especially for the, um, over 65, uh, the vast majority are going to be on, uh, Medicare and it is covered. Okay, very good. And what about people traveling outside of the country? Are there certain immunizations someone should get before they travel? There are, and it depends on the country you're traveling to. Um, you can go online to the CDC website um, and look for travel vaccinations, or uh, come in and see your family doctor, uh, and we can 
go through what the recommended vaccines are depending on what area you're traveling to. Very good. And Dr. Adkins, if you could wrap it up for us, why should someone choose Tidelands for their immunization needs? Well, uh, you know, the big advantage is we are going to provide kind of a full service uh, care. We're not just going to bring in, okay, here's Pneumovax, here's um, your shingles vaccine and get you out of the door. We're also you know, going to treat your other medical conditions or general wellness um, and just have that continuity uh, that you don't get, you know, if you just go to the health department or, the, or to the pharmacy to get the vaccine. Well, that continuity of care, that coordination is so important in today's world. And if someone is interested in getting vaccinated at Tidelands Health, what should they do? Well, we have several primary care offices, uh, and you can go to tidelandshealth.org to find the addresses and phone numbers and just call the office uh, and make an appointment. Dr. Adkins, thank you again for your time today. And as Dr. Adkins says, for more information about Tidelands Health Physicians Services and Facilities, visit TidelandsHealth.org. That's TidelandsHealth.org. This is Better Health Radio. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.